हेलो वेलकम टू क्वेश्चन पॉडकास्ट इन दिस एपिसोड आई विल बी डिस्कसिंग रेडियोलॉजी रिकॉल क्वेश्चन फ्रॉम नीट ट्वेंटी लेट्स डू इट सो द फर्स्ट क्वेश्चन इज मैच द फॉलोइंग टाइप एंड ऑन वन साइड वी हैव गॉट द डिफरेंट टाइप्स ऑफ इंट्राक्रेनियल ब्लीडिंग सिंड्रोम्स एंड ऑन दी अंदर साइड वी हैव गॉट देयर सी टी स्कैन इमेजेस सो वी हैव टू आइडेंटिफाई विच टाइप इज विच सो इन द फर्स्ट कॉलम दी ऑप्शन आर एपीड्यूरल हेमाटोमा सब ड्यूरल हेमाटोमा सब अरेकनोइड हेमरेज एंड इंट्रासेरेब्रल हेमरेज एंड ऑन दी अदर कॉलम देर आर दी रिस्पेक्टिव इमेजेस सो आई थिंक इट इज मोर यूजफुल टू डिस्कस दी सेलियंट फीचर्स ऑफ ऑल दीज गिवन ऑप्शन रादर दैन ट्राइंग टू एक्सप्लेन द इमेजेस सो द फर्स्ट ऑप्शन दैट इज एपीड्यूरल हेमाटोमा इट काइंड लुक्स लाइक लैंसुलेट शेप हाइपरल्यूसेंसी इन द इन द इन द सी टी स्कैन इमेज इन द सी टी स्कैन इमेज दैन देर इज सब ड्यूरल हेमाटोमा विच इज अगेन सेमी लेंसिट और मून शेप्ड क्रिसेंट शेप्ड हाइपरल्यूसेंसी और इंक्रीज कंट्रास्ट दैन देर इज सब एकनॉइड हेमरेज इन विच अ नॉन कंट्रास्टेड एक्सेल कंप्यूटर टोमोग्राफी स्कैन शोज द ब्लड एज एरियाज ऑफ इंक्रीज डेंसिटी नियर द बेस ऑफ द ब्रेन Uh, like a texaco star pattern and uh, it is mostly accompanied by a severe sudden onset of headache uh, as they say it the worst kind of headache which one can possibly experience in her or his life and then there is intracerebral hemorrhage which shows a particular large area of fresh blood appearing white in the region of right thalamus or left thalamus for their for that reason and the blood is denser than csf so it settles dependently making it a very characteristic kind of an appearance this setting is not seen with either subarachnoid or interparenchymal hemorrhage so yeah that is it moving on to the next question following appearance of ivp is caused by so here it is given a very classic image of ivp with the dilated ureters and both the ureters are actually dilated and then there is a small knob at their entry point into the bladder so it's a classic case of cobra head slash adder head deformity and uh, the diagnosis is that of uh, bilateral ureterocels so ureterocels represent congenital uh, dilatation of the distal most portion of the ureters uh, the dilated portion of the ureter may herniate into the bladder Uh, secondary to the abnormal structure of vesico ureteric junction and the cobra head sign uh, which is sometimes also known as the spring onion sign refers to the dilatation of distal ureter surrounded by a thin lucent line which is seen in patients with an adult type ureterocele the cobra head appearance indicates an uncomplicated ureterocele so moving on to the next question which of the following investigation is shown in the radiograph the options are barium follow barium meal barium meal follow through and barium minima as i can see that uh, the stomach and whole of the duodenum is very easily visible so it is most probably barium meal and it's a double contrast kind of study so barium meal examines the lower half of esophagus stomach and the entire duodenum the image which they have given is uh, the one in which uh, esophagus is not uh, prominent that evidently but uh, stomach and uh, the entire duodenum is highly uh, appreciable 
now uh, along with this i would like to discuss preparations and uses of barium sulfate as a contrast in other gi modalities that is barium swallow which uses barium paste for esophagus and then as we have discussed barium meal which contains actually 95% of barium sulfate and is used for the visualization of lower esophagus stomach and complete duodenum then there is barium meal follow through in which there is around 50% of barium sulfate and it is basically uh, intended for use of uh, studying the small bowel and then there is barium enema which has uh, still lower that is around 25% of barium sulfate concentration and it is used for studying the large bowel for single contrast films barium alone is used double contrast films require air air and barium which is better for small mucosal lesions now there are some typical contraindications which we discussed in the last episode of the questions podcast as well uh, the contraindications to use of barium these are tracheoesophageal fistula dinosyl water soluble non ionic agent is used in cases of tracheoesophageal fistula dinosyl water soluble non ionic agent used perforation peritonitis and esophageal perforation iohexol is used now moving on to the next question the best imaging modality for earliest diagnosis of cerebral infarctus so now we should pay attention to the question in which it is being asked that what is the modality for earliest possible diagnosis the given options are flare mri non contrast ct cect or diffusion weighted mri so the answer here is the first investigation of choice in case of stroke is non contrast ct this will enable us to rule out hemorrhagic stroke and also administer intravenous tpa but diffusion weighted mri demonstrate infarcts in as early as 30 minutes it can detect cytotoxic edema within few hours of ischemic stroke so if it is asked that what is the first investigation of choice in case of stroke then it has to be non contrast ct but if they want us to tell about the first modality in which we can demonstrate the infarcts then it has to be diffusion weighted mri now moving on to the next question during evaluation of pyrexia of unknown origin a patient's chest x-ray is seen as below what is your diagnosis so here is this chest x-ray in which we can uh, see very evident miliary shadowing of the both uh, lung fields and the options are tuberculosis necrobiotic nodules miliary tuberculosis or pulmonary edema so as we can very evidently see the miliary shadowing it is most logical to answer this question as miliary tuberculosis now miliary tuberculosis is one thing which uh, most of the students at least i keep on forgetting that its mode of spread is hematogenous spread classic miliary tb is defined as a millet like that is around 2 mm of size 
seedings of tubercle bacilli with uniform size and distribution in the lung as seen on chest radiography this particular sign is called miliary shadow which is also seen in sarcoidosis histoplasmosis so let's pause for a moment recapitulate it miliary shadow sarcoidosis miliary tuberculosis histoplasmosis histoplasmosis miliary tuberculosis sarcoidosis miliary shadow miliary shadow histoplasmosis sarcoidosis miliary tuberculosis miliary tuberculosis histoplasmosis miliary shadow sarcoidosis sputum smear microscopy is negative in most cases because the condition is highly seen in patients who have extravagant kind of immunosuppression and so the sputum samples usually turn out to be negative physical findings include hepatomegaly splenomegaly and lymphadenopathy bronchoalveolar lavage and transbronchial biopsy are used to provide bacteriologic confirmation now moving on to more advanced causes of some miliary shadowing in chest x-ray these are as we have discussed histoplasmosis sarcoidosis miliary tuberculosis along with these three common causes there are other causes as well like pneumoconiosis especially the coal worker pneumoconiosis and and silicosis then yield varicella very uh, unusual kind of an answer but yes it is seen in yield varicella as well then long standing ms can lead to pulmonary hemosiderosis long standing ms then it can also be seen miliary shadowing can also be seen in alveolar microlithiasis so now we have got these answers in which miliary shadowing can be seen miliary tuberculosis histoplasmosis sarcoidosis pneumoconiosis coal workers and silicosis yield varicella long standing ms and alveolar microlithiasis moving on to the next question it is actually a uh, image of the forearm of patient Uh, not forearm actually palm of the patient in which there is some sort of a uh, orthopedic injury in the phalangeal bones now what they want us to identify is that whether these two injuries uh, actually there are two injuries which are shown so what they want us to identify is that is this malle finger and jersey finger or b boxer fracture and march fracture c malle finger and boxer fracture d jersey finger and baseball finger so the image actually shows jersey finger and baseball finger what is jersey finger it is an avulsion injury of the flexor digitorum profundus jersey flexor digitorum profundus jersey flexor digitorum profundus flexor jersey digitorum finger profundus flexor digitorum profundus jersey finger at the insertion of base of distal phalanx with the ring finger most commonly involved and what is baseball finger well baseball finger is also known as malle finger it is a disruption of the extensor tendon at the distal interphalangeal joint extensor tendon jersey finger was disruption of the flexor side of the stuff whereas baseball finger it is the disruption of extensor tendon at the dip joint when the collision with the hard object forces it to flex past its normal range of motion what are some important injuries of hand well number one is gamekeeper's thumb it is an injury of the thumb leading to avulsion rupture or damage of the ulnar collateral ligament ulnar collateral ligament gamekeeper's thumb ulnar collateral ligament 
ओवर द डी आई पी ज्वाइंट डिस्टल इंटरफेलेंजियल ज्वाइंट जर्सी फिंगर एज वी हैव डिस्कस्ड इट इज डिसरप्शन ऑफ द फ्लेक्सर डिजिटोरम प्रोफंडस देन देर इज दिस थिंग कॉल्ड ट्रिगर फिंगर इन विच अ नोड्यूल ऑन द फ्लेक्शर टेंडन प्रिवेंट्स इट टू मूव अलॉन्ग द ए वन पुली दिस कॉजिज फिंगर टू बी स्टक इन अ फ्लेक्सड पोजिशन then there is boxer's fracture boxer's fracture it is a fracture in which the neck of the metacarpal is broken neck of the metacarpal is broken it is caused by striking an object with a closed fist as seen in boxing now moving on to the next question identify the structure marked in the following mri scan actually this is a very easy question it's a simple section of uh, the skull mri section of the skull and what they have marked is the cerebellum so what they have asked is to identify the cerebellum nothing very uh, rocket science in this question so moving on to the next question water soluble contrast among the following is water soluble contrast among the following so the given options are bromium barium iohexol and calcium water soluble contrast uh, okay so we have studied it uh, studied it in the last uh, episode of the questions podcast as well that whenever there was a suspicion of esophageal disparity we used to use iohexol so in most of my assumptions this should be the best answer so yes iohexol is a water soluble contrast out of the given options it is a non ionic water soluble radiographic contrast medium it is used to visualize arteries veins ventricles of the brain the urinary system the joints as well as during computed tomography it is given by mouth injection into a vein or into a body cavity iohexol water soluble contrast moving on to the last question asked in this exam from the topic of radiology all of the following could be the cause of the following x-ray finding except now it is actually uh, a small lanceolate shaped of air pocket present between the liver and diaphragm typical that black lens kind of shape present below the diaphragm just above the liver so what they have asked is all of the following could be the causes of this finding except the options are duodenal ulcer perforation post laparoscopy kelidarty syndrome and acute intestinal obstruction so the answer here should be acute intestinal obstruction because as you would have noticed all the three options all the rest of the three options are the ones which can produce pneumoperitoneum and this sign which i am talking about it is a classic presentation of the pneumoperitoneum so what were those three options those were duodenal ulcer perforation after laparoscopy and kldrt syndrome in which a loop of the intestine goes and gets stuck between the liver and diaphragm it is more of an artifact nothing nothing significant clinically so yeah that is the case the x-ray is characteristic of pneumoperitoneum and pneumoperitoneum by far is not seen in acute intestinal obstruction so the erect x-ray shows gas under both the diaphragmatic domes and the most important cause for this a hollow viscous perforation which is 
the duodenal ulcer perforation is a good example for that now kldrt syndrome where the intestine is seen between the liver and diaphragm gives a false impression of that free air uh, other options for this can be subphrenic abscess and post operatively we can see such findings for up to 7 days so that is also one dd which has to be kept in mind but definitely this kind of finding cannot be seen in cases of acute intestinal obstruction because there is no leakage of air into the abdomen in acute intestinal obstruction so yeah that's it for this episode i'll meet you guys in the next one you can also listen to this podcast on spotify and other platforms thank you